0: Hello, I'm Tyler, and I'm here with Harrison. Welcome back to Booze and Buffy. We're watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one by one. No spoilers, because this is Tyler's first time watching, although I think he could have done a full watch of the series while I was trying to get our fucking mic set up today. There you go. And Harrison has... Watched this show so many times that he can barely contain all the spoilers that we won't talk about here, so make sure you check out his YouTube series.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, tell me what episode we're watching.
0: We are watching Season 2, Episode 8, The Dark Age. This is the one where we finally get some... Freaking backstory for Giles, so mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting. The Dark Age was written by Dean Batali and Rob DeHotel, and was
1: directed by Bruce Seth Green. Bruce this episode Seth. originally aired on November tenth,
0: nineteen ninety seven. Oh, Bruce and Buffy. Yeah. What will we see? Buffy. What will we dream? Bourbon. Wine. What will we think? Harrison's seen it all. Fuck yeah. And Tyler hasn't. What folk have words? Will we learn that again? What folk have words? Will we learn that again? Yes. What is on the gay agenda for today? Outfits. What is on the gay agenda for today? Angel. It's Booze and
1: Buffy. Tyler, tell me what you're drinking today.
0: Um, We're drinking. Bourbon, mm-hmm. it's very iced down because uh, <laughs> it took so long to set up. But I'm alright yeah. with that because that's always the best kind.
1: Yeah, so we're drinking Basil Hayden, um, kind of in honor of Giles. Ooh, fancy, huh? I think he was drinking Scotch, but I don't know yeah. for that shit. So um, I'm actually drinking mine. I don't expensive. know if I have shown you this this is a new glass that I have Ooh, from, that Paris from Paris Point. Town Point Paris Town Hall, Hall whatever. Uh, which is the new theater we just opened at my Point is workplace. the neighborhood yeah. Paris
0: Town Hall is it's the space
1: okay yeah. so this was a um, just a kind of a commemorative glass they gave all of the staff um, which is really
0: fun so uh, so Pretty Tyler fun. would you lead us on a
1: toast yeah
0: um, I just wanna I just wanna toast Giles we're finally like mm-hmm. learning more about him like just in general, you know, he may not be as, as like uptight and, and I don't know, serious as, mm-hmm. as they, as they thought. He's got a past. Yeah. Ooh, He's Giles. a person too. Teachers are people too. That was the moral of the story for Buffy. Uh-huh.
1: All right. So this episode starts with Giles and Buffy... In the library. Mm-hmm. Um, while a man uh, is trying to find Giles. And he's... The man Ooh. is in
0: distress. At first sight, I was like, he looks like a vampire. He just has, like, a certain brow. And, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I was just like, is he in vamp face? And then he comes into the light, and you see him more, and I'm like, okay, this isn't what's going on. No. Just a dude. A British dude. Looking for Giles.
1: Right. Um, Giles can't hear him, though, because Buffy is... a
0: Which... It's basically jazzercising, I feel like. She's got the little step thing. Mm. She's got, like, her... What's she wearing? She's like a unitar. Yeah, exactly.
1: And she needs the beat!
0: Yeah, and Giles is like, this is not music, this is not notes. Which, like, I mean... Giles... Even I'm gonna contest that. (laughs) I don't know. You know, though, I will say... It's a sweeping generalization, Giles. Very much is,
1: but I could not find any information what about that what is? that music was okay. like all of my us- usual sources mm-hmm. i some sort of like techno
0: thing like... but like
1: i could not find <laughs> anything that told me like okay. who the what the name of that piece it was it's probably was, so
0: underground that they don't even oh know my gosh
1: or they just went and got some generic like or sounds. it's illegal to say <laughs> so we don't want to get caught um so the gentleman outside we find he is um, being pursued by a woman who looks very zombie-ish. Uh He refers yeah, very to her zombier-ish. as Deirdre. Deirdre. And then, which is like, could you have picked a more British name? Yeah. Deirdre.
0: But uh, she kills him. And then she Which collapses. she's not like, I don't, I don't get the vibe. I don't know, this is the first, uh, what I was asking you. I was like, is she strong? Because I'm thinking she's a zombie. Yeah. Like she looks like she's like slow and like she's
1: definitely strong enough to kill this guy. I I think she's
0: really strong when she's in Jenny. Yeah, who is alive. So I'm guessing like
1: she's got a certain amount of strength, or it's got a certain amount of. They have a certain amount of strength. It's a powerful demon. Yeah. Um. So Deirdre kills the man and then collapses into a puddle of blue liquid,
0: like. What was the her Secret name? Life of Alex Mack.
1: Yes. I. It's funny when you said that when we were watching Very it the first 90s time, reference. You said it and I was like, oh my she God. She was
0: like quintessential Nickelodeon tomboy because like that that should have been my gay agenda. We didn't even talk about this. We talked about like every other little gay thing. No, like she was like quintessential like tomboy. She wore like hats mm. all of the time. Didn't she wear overalls a lot? Uh, yeah. And she could shoot electricity and turn into. Goo, goo, which is... but it was like metallic silver surfer goo. What a weird and it was more like CIA power conspiracy. Set. Like I feel like she got her powers kind of like Spider Man. Like it was like some weird science experiment or something. Isn't that the way? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's very what a strange show that was. Mm-hmm. I was so obsessed with. I wanted to go on like double dare, and I wanted to get slime. Legends so of the Hidden Temple, one hundred percent. Have you read like articles about Legends of Hidden Temple about how kids would have like, like traumatizing experiences? Breakdowns? Yeah,
0: they were like <laughs> 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 that show fucked me up. <laughs> yeah, but it looked so cool. Oh, it was it was so convincing. Yeah. Oh um, my god! Especially to apparently, and all all of the levels up until the like actual hidden temple yeah. run, like were just like innocent little like games yeah and then it's like full-blown haunted house
1: like monsters chasing you yeah <laughs> <laughs> not okay <laughs> also i just want to point this out uh, on the notes from the buffy wiki oh it says that deirdre turns into a puddle of green slime uh, and that was very true. blue it was extremely blue um get but, your shit together wiki yeah god damn it we're, we're laying we're, podcast traps. We're, like, both of us just, like, staring at my laptop. Like, my laptop is responsible. <laughs> you so internet. You. <laughs> so, then we go into the opening credits, and it's like... Da, 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 da. Um, in case
0: <laughs> anyone wasn't Forgot, aware. Yeah.
1: Um, the next day at school, Buffy and Willow are playing a game of Anywhere But Here. Which I've never heard of this
0: game. I... I mean, I don't. Maybe mean, I'm a loser. I don't well, know.
1: I don't want to throw stones well, at you, but I, I doubt that's the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a loser. I don't know that I've ever heard it called that specifically. Yeah, but I remember definitely playing in games of like like pick your fan. Like we like talk about like who's the fancy. There were person ways to do to that. Like we
0: played that mash game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the one. I didn't really play it anywhere, but that's like open ended. It's like, what do you want? Yeah.
1: I really do like Willows. I I agree with Buffy that she really does have an eye. She's for like ZD. the ZD. with the ZD, with the <laughs> eye
0: for details. And why is that a detail? I think for just the story. Yeah, I just think because is it specific to who's her? her heart no, from?
1: I don't think it is. I think it's just like it's just texture in the story. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's nothing spe- It's you know, it's just a little specific detail to give it make it a Who richer is her experience. Heart from? Her heartthrob was the 90s heartthrob I think you could pick. 90's was John Cusack. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, no. So, yeah. Especially de- at that time. I can't okay. even remember who Buffy's was. I don't think I recognized the name.
0: Uh, He's massaging her feet.
1: Yeah, I do remember that. And then Xander's is Amy Yip. Neither I don't know of them followed Amy the Yip 90s heartthrob rule.
0: What is the 90s heartthrob rule? Three names.
1: Oh, yeah. Like Jonathan JTT. Taylor Thomas.
0: Um, Cuba Gooding Jr. I uh, that's a
1: bad example. I was to say I don't know about heartthrob. <laughs> also, he's got some shit going on right, right now. now. <laughs> like, um, but you're you're right. Which is also the um, that is both the '90s heartthrob rule and the serial killer rule.
0: John Wayne Gacy. John
1: Wayne Gacy. Do you know why they do that? Why? It's, um, it's not just this thing
0: that, like, serial by. It's so that by. any other John Gacy exactly. doesn't get their life ruined. That's exactly the reason. They specifically That's call them wild. I never thought about that. Yeah. Uh,
1: which is, like, how considerate?
0: <laughs> like, yeah. Well, because it probably <laughs> fucked up a All alive. the
1: John Gacy's in the world were, like, She's you see that thing with Brett Kavanaugh where, like, all, Brett all the Brett Kavanaugh's were just, like <laughs> like, please leave us alone. We're we're not we're not rapists on the Supreme Court. Um so while they're playing, Giles comes up to Buffy and informs her that they need to um there's gonna be a blood delivery at the hospital that night, which is likely to attract some vampires. So they're gonna go intercept that. And um Jenny Callender meets up with them. She's flirting with Giles. She is flirting with Giles. But she also informs us, very important plot point, oh. that she and Willow are coming into school the next day to help some students who have fallen behind in the computer class. I
0: e, Xander Buffy. and Cordelia. No, Buffy's yeah. not one of
1: the students. Oh. She goes to the school because that to to find Jenny to tell her about Giles. Gotcha. Um, it's Xander. So presumably, and Cordelia. the
0: dumbest two people in this class are Xander and Cordelia. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. It's
1: also I just think very convenient. it's like
0: that's pretty great
1: like it's only those two students who are already in on all the supernatural stuff but I think it's like it
0: it's another Xander dude
1: oh my god it's so great because he's like oh so these poor schlubs have to go to go to school on a
0: Saturday and Jenny goes they could've Hired a couple of extras for this scene to just like sit in the back of the lab. You know what I mean? I yeah, they could have. But they talk about like a sensitive subject. Exactly. I, mean, like, I think it would have. Then you would have
1: had to have like, exposition about like, have, like how, how the did classroom. they get rid of them and yeah. all of this. It's convenient, but also it's convenient. Like it just you don't have to deal with all that other stuff. Yeah. Then Jenny gets
0: hardcore flirty with Giles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a. She said, what'd she call him first? Um, she... A fuddy-duddy. She calls him a fuddy-duddy. What is that? That sounds like a candy bar. It's just like a... you never a heard idea. the term
1: fuddy-duddy before? No. It's just like a person who's... It's a Giles. Someone who's real serious and kind of uptight and... Yeah. Um, but then she tells him she's a he's a sexy fuddy-duddy. He does not know how to respond to that. <laughs> she also teases him a bit with his book that he lent her. Right. Right. <laughs>
0: She's uh, like, I dogged all the pages, I underlined some numbers, I wasn't sure which one was better, so I accidentally spilled coffee on him. Yeah.
1: He's so, like, he, he's so upset by this, but does, won't say it. Like, it's, it's really funny. <laughs> he was like, it's a first edition! <laughs> um, the book's fine, she just likes seeing him squirm.
0: And she's gonna get to see him do that in, like, so many other ways than the way that she intended. Yeah. She invites him to fuck. Right. Like,
1: just... She's not even, like, kind of subtle. She's just like...
0: Yeah. We should go out. And by go out, I mean stay in. And bone. And whenever, um... Buffy's later at the hospital, and, like, then she goes back to Giles... I guess that's where I was confused because I was like... I didn't know if it was Friday or Saturday. Because they make plans yeah. for Saturday. Yeah, the date was for Saturday. So when Buffy shows up at the house, I was assuming that like he looks all disheveled. Oh, because they've been fucking. Yeah. <laughs> like, that. I feel like that was a moment they could have, like, really... I don't know. Like, that That seemed hilarious to me <laughs> and it wasn't the case. I was like, well, there's a joke in this. <laughs> um, we
1: also get... A... A rather nice kiss between Jenny and Giles. um, Oh yeah, that is not interrupted by the bell. I like how they, yeah, play it. It, I think stereotypically they'd either start kissing and the bell rings, and And then they're like, "Oh god," or they would go in for the kiss but never make it because the bell rings. And I like how they go in for the kiss, the bell rings, and they keep going. And then it's as students start like pouring into the hallway that they're like, oh, maybe we should be uh, <laughs> professionals. <laughs> so, Giles goes into the library where he's being... Uh, there's a detective and some police officers waiting for him. They are investigating a homicide.
0: Of course. And they're interrupted by Cordelia. Yes, they are. <laughs> well, do you, you want to take it? Well, like, Well, first of all that there's somebody died and they had Giles's info. That's why right. they're interrogating yeah. him. Yeah. The man from the beginning of the episode. Yeah. But he doesn't know that yet. Right. Uh, and uh, Cordelia enters and she, what is she? She reads even...
1: a book about, cause she has to, for this computer class. She's yes. so mad. Aren't computers supposed to replace books? <laughs> and then she sees the, po- he's like, I'm in the middle of something. He, she sees the police officers and she goes, perfect. Can you help me get out of this parking ticket? It's uh, bogus. The street was one way, and I was going one way.
0: <laughs>
1: and we have so many one-way streets in uh, in like downtown and right. Louisville. I think every time I see someone going the wrong way, I always
0: look both ways because I, you right, don't you know never who's... know,
1: and it happens all the time. And every time I that happens, I think I know of that, that line. I think about that line. Uh-huh. I was actually. One time I was in high school, I was downtown with some I friends. I was going one way. And I, was, I wasn't I was the one driving, but my friend was and pulled out of one of the garages on 6th Street down by the Kentucky Center. Right. Because um, we were seeing a, a show there and just went the total wrong direction. <laughs> and we were all like, what the fuck? Like, you can't do that. So yeah. So Giles literally has to shout at Cordelia. She's like, I can. Why is everyone always yelling my name? I can take a hint. <laughs> What's the hint? Um, he's already been hinting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She can't take a hint. Um. So they go. They take him to um to the morgue. Mm-hmm. He identifies the body as his friend uh, from London. Yeah. And we see that the body has a tattoo on it, which Giles. Says he doesn't recognize, but I think it's a- obvious even in the scene that, like, he definitely recognizes it. Mm-hmm. So, that night, mm-hmm. Buffy goes to the hospital where she's supposed to meet Giles, and he doesn't show. Right. Which is, as Buffy says, Giles, who treats puncture, or who treats tardiness like, like the, the eighth, eighth deadly sin. Yeah. Um, luckily Angel's there to help her out in a pinch. Mm. Um... I I feel like th- this is where I he noticed. He says they
0: only they only contaminated one one pouch. Yes. Can she trust him to take them back?
1: I feel like that is definitely the unspoken thing they have like in the scene. Mm. Um, that she, yeah, she's like, "Will you take them like, to the hospital?" And he's like, "Yes." <laughs> I bet he took a few. Yeah, you know. He's not a monster. He's not going to yeah. leave the
0: hospital without blood. But, you know. Mm, yeah. He almost certainly took the the bad that they bit into. The first time we go to Angel's ha- apartment. Giles'? Angel's. Uh, oh, not in this episode. In, yeah, in the past, past episodes. Episode. Yeah. The first time we go into Angel's apartment, you he does that have he has, little, like, medical grade, like. Yeah. In his little bridge or whatever. Good for him. Um, that's how he sustained, not killing. Good for him. So of course he's done that. So with this,
1: well, this he just been. says when she's like, "You knew about this," and he goes, "It's delivery day. Everybody knows about this. Like, it's definitely just like part of vampire culture. Is like, yeah, the <laughs> steal from the delivery drivers." Um, we also get a Buffy, definitely a Buffy stunt double when she gets thrown onto the hood of the car.
0: Right. Yeah, her pony gets a little She's longer. She's like in silhouette, so it kind of works. But yeah, no, her ponytail's a little different. Mm-hmm. It's a um, really dark scene.
1: Buffy goes to Giles' house. Um, and this is what I thought you were saying was yeah. the first time we go to Giles' house. Yeah. Um, I like his front door. It's just like this very thick, wooden, ornate... Very door. It's like, very Dickensian. Yeah. Um, but Giles is disheveled. Um, Which, at drinking. this point, like
0: I said, I thought they were fucking, and that's why he looked disheveled. Yeah. I didn't realize that, like, you know, he unfortunately his news and blah blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, no fucking. So he calls, he's on the phone, he calls to speak to his friend Deirdre. and finds out that she's dead he has a list of names all of which with Deirdre are crossed out except for him and Ethan Rains, Mm -hmm. who we met on Halloween at this point he rolls up his sleeves and we see that he has the same tattoo so as all of this is happening Philip, which is the guy we haven't actually said his name but Philip is the dead guy he, his body, uh, reanimates in the morgue, um, mm. and his eyes flash. And we get the, that was the same effect we saw. It's kind of like Dune cat eye-ish. A little bit. That like kind of slit mm-hmm. eye. I don't like the word slit. Ew. Sounds like Um, he's very naked. Yeah. And I, the, but also very bruised <laughs> Very corpsey. Yeah. He's. It's funny because the guy is actually the actor looks actually like if you look he looks pretty fit yeah but he's holding his body at like a weird angle like yeah probably to avoid looking too fit right um, and he's got all this kind like, of contorting his body corpsey makeup on yeah because yeah the first time I watched we watched it, I was like oh he's kind of got a beer gut and then like I was looking closer I was like oh no he's just kind of like arching his back and he's doing he like a tyrannosaurus walk well. yeah. So, the next day... So, that could have been a gauge at the moment. It could have been. But I don't... That doesn't, it's no, not going to be yours? No, I don't think so. Uh, the next day, Willow, Xander, and Cordelia meet Jenny at uh, for their Saturday computer class. Right. But Jenny says, um, uh, the first thing we're going to do is Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> As Buffy unexpectedly walks in, Xander goes, did I fall asleep already? Which i'm i'm not gonna be too hard on xander it's it's gross it's but it's funny separate. yeah um, he and uh he and cordelia have a lot of sniping back and forth in this
0: they're actually this whole episode they're kind of each other's foil in this episode you oh, know what i mean like they're absolutely. very like complimentary yes especially just like i don't know like i said before like the implication is that like they're the dumbest two kids in the class. Yes, yeah. <laughs> maybe because they have started to miss some more school than they normally yeah, do. They're
1: fighting evil. Yeah, but Willow but also, also like evil. So. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. They just are like trading insults back and forth, and I think it's also that's there to set up later in the episode where mm. Willow just gets fucking tired of it and shuts them down. But um, yeah, uh-huh. they've. They definitely are sniping a lot. Um, Buffy expresses her concern about Giles. She explains to them what um, what went down at Giles's house the night before. They um, no one can figure out why this has happened. Right. Cordelia says he seemed perfectly fine when he was talking to the police about a homicide How? yesterday. Oh
0: my god, Cordelia!
1: <laughs> like. Pick up the hints. I can take a hint. (laughs) I like this note that they have in the wiki that says, uh, once again, the wiki doing a weird editorializing of the episode. Cordelia mentions the police visit to the library, which slipped her Cordelia centered mind. What a, what a beautiful sentence. (laughs) Um, so Buffy goes to the library where she finds Ethan, who she recognizes from the costume shop. Uh, mm-hmm. skulking about he tries to shove a bookcase on top this of her this is as far as we've ever gotten into the library yeah she goes towards the back i i, I actually always kind of forget that there's more library back
0: there Presumably, um presumably presumably <laughs> Pre- i don't know, even know what word i'm trying to say yeah.
1: but she uh he knocks a bookcase over onto her doesn't really work she catches him pretty quickly he basically tells her he knows giles She calls Giles and asks about the Mark of Igon, and that's when they're attacked by, um... He's like,
0: you in danger, girl?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, that's when they're attacked by the dead Philip. So I want to pause in the plot. I want to talk about two things right now. What's that? I want to talk about uh, an outfit and some music. Okay. I need to talk about Willow's sweater. What sweater? She has a fuzzy sweater. It's like two-tone. The top of which is lime green. Okay. The bottom of half is um, turquoise blue. Mm-hmm. And it the turquoise half of the sweater matches her skirt so perfectly that I actually thought it was all one piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're actually separate. But it reminds me of those popsicles. Mm. You know the ones I'm talking about which that ones? have like the different flavors and different colors like mm-hmm. within the popsicle? Right. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, also, the music in this scene when I got to the library, and we hear it a little later too, is this, um, this is Christoph Beck. He's the composer for this season. Ooh. And it's kind of this like, and it is the music that we hear in the DVD menu, um, and the, the ones that you hate
0: yes <laughs> have we talked about that on the podcast i don't
1: know but the the dvd menus especially season 2 <laughs> you can tell they were made when dvds were new and like they wanted all these fancy menus but it takes so long to actually pick an episode yeah. because of this like well, in bad in season CGI.
0: 1 rewind in season one, it would it would always have, like, a, an audio quote. Yes. Which would sometimes, like, correlate with the name of the episode and sometimes yeah. just be, like, completely, like, just a funny bit. Yeah. But in this... season two, there's this, like, 3D CGI. There's, like, a little graveyard. Mm-hmm. There's an angel. There's oh, a... oh, there's an
1: angel. Okay, I didn't put that together until I said <laughs> it.
0: Because um, it's, like, a girl angel, so... Yeah. Maybe. Take that where you will. (laughs) Um, But... Please don't
1: gender angels, okay? It looks very feminine. They have seven vaginas and a bouquet of penises, according to Angels in America.
0: Oh, right, right, right. That's very... um, That's very... Much like (laughs) Revelations, minus the penises and vaginas. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's just...
1: It's an aggressive DVD menu. Yeah. And um, so there are... The music that always plays on these menus are really seared into my brain. Right, Because when I was, like, a teenager, I would watch the DVDs, like, late, late, late into the night and would eventually fall asleep. Right. And then it would, like, get back to the menu and I'd, like, that menu music would just play through my sleep. Right. Um, It's, like, ingrained in you, though. Yeah. The season four one is especially, like, (laughs) I I know that one by heart. Nice. Um, So... They're attacked in the library. Giles and the rest of the gang show up. They, they um, lock the dude in, in the, the cage.
0: cage, which is like, has this not happened yet? Have they locked him you know, in the cage already? I, I feel like it's happened once Xander got
1: stuck in there. That's no. true. When he was a, when he was a hyena, they put him in there. Okay. Um,
0: so it's like maybe we should have a cage, library cage count. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's not a bad idea. The second time, yeah. Second time we have someone. Second or third? Is there any more? Um, I will. I will double check. Yeah. Um, and we'll will will we'll come... Is that going to be a recurring thing? Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> like no spoilers, but. Um, that library cage will get its. Fair, sure. fair share of use the cage is very convenient yeah i wonder why they
0: that's why it's set in a library built that cage
1: i mean i know it's like a book return cage but you can also have a box it's the restricted for that. section that's, that's where they keep the weapons that's, yeah. <laughs> which you know that's you gotta use the invisibility clip to get in that situation mm-hmm. um so they've got They've got Ethan tied up. They've got Philip in the cage. Uh, Giles shows up. The gang is all there. And um, he manages to escape the cage. Right. Jenny gets knocked out. And then um, he... Which
0: I didn't catch until after. Yeah. I had to be like, wait, what? It
1: happens really fast. Yeah. Um, He dissolves into goo. Cordelia's so pleased with herself. She kicked a guy.
0: Cordelia is coming in strong with zingers in this episode. It's a
1: good episode for her. Yeah, she doesn't have a lot to do other than have zingers, but yeah,
0: like she provides a lot of you know comic relief. They're all on it. I
1: and I do. I think her "I kicked a guy" is maybe one of my favorites (sighs)
0: because
1: it's so like He's just like, "How is everyone?" She's like, "Great, I kicked a guy," (laughs) 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 which she does. Like it in like that whole struggle, you do see her kick Ethan in the shin. Right, um, which is really nice. Um, in that whole thing, Ethan gets away. Buffy's disappointed. She wanted to hit him until he bled, um, <laughs> which, um, but we we find out, but the uh, the gang doesn't that Jenny has become possessed by Igon when her right. eyes flash in the same way. I think when they flash on Jenny, it's a I, the eye flashing effect is better on her yeah it's inconsistent throughout the episode like in that moment I thought it looks really good but like um, I think it's when he wakes the up first in the first one I was like yeah And when he wakes up in the morgue that one looks really bad um, so I don't know maybe it was different lighting that they were working in it's better
0: quality all than season one oh absolutely like, don't get me wrong yeah but, but it's still 97 <laughs> it was inconsistent yeah. yeah um sometimes it was more effective on certain
1: characters I guess yeah So we have two scenes here. We've got, and then kind of cut back, back and forth between them. Or really, actually, we've got three. We've got Buffy investigating, looking for Ethan. Right. Um, We've got Willow, Xander, and Cordelia um, doing research, Mm. Um, which Cordelia volunteers to do Mm. Um, in a really sweet scene. She wants, she likes Giles. She wants to help. Mm. She finds out that helping means helping Xander. She's less interested, but she sucks it up and does it anyway. <laughs> um, and then you've got Jenny and Giles back at Giles's place, mm. um, and she's being very seductive, right? Um, and really, it's we should say I got it. The whole like Cause... Alex Mac puddle of goo
0: like definitely went into her. We know that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. She is definitely possessed. So it's I really I actually I'm gonna say. I'm not going to say Jenny. I don't think that's fair. It's not Jenny doing this. It's Igon Mm -hmm. using Jenny's body. Um, And
0: Igon is horny for Giles, which like is an interesting way to think about it. Yeah. Well, or is Igon just manipulating Jenny?
1: Definitely.
0: I think it's Igon. Demons. Don't necessarily have a Jenny. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I I do think it is purely Igon. I, I think... Because um, Jenny's just acting so out of character. And um, and she rips that phone cord out pretty early on. So okay. I, I don't think it was ever a situation where it was like... It was Jenny, but being manipulated. I think Jenny was not in control it was all Igon mm-hmm. Is how I interpret it I mean I, I think you could interpret it's open to interpretation but yeah um, but I got various is, levels of yeah I Igon is like let's fuck and Giles right. is like no I don't want to take advantage and she's like, She's, like, straddling him, and she's like, does it look like I'm taking advantage? (laughs) Um, Listeners, you couldn't see this, but... Harrison was ferociously air-humping. Yeah. (laughs) Ferociously. I I wouldn't say ferociously. You didn't spill your drink. I would say I never would. I'm going to use a different adverb, and I'm going to say I was... I was... Enthusiastic. Enthusiastically air humping there you go um pg (laughs) pg humping um i think pg humping is like when a dog does it on your leg that's a funny joke it's like a fart joke or a poop joke humping or oh like a dog humping a leg yeah um so buffy uh or giles god damn it willow Discovers that the mark of Igon Damn. is a—it's a, um, an Etruscan symbol,
0: which you can obviously tell obviously. because of the iconography.
1: Duh! Any fool could have seen it. Damn. She is so like um, good for her though. Good for her, I say. Uh, they, um, she, she, they learn that Igon can possess unconscious or dead bodies. It, but they have different, like, weight to him. Yeah. So it's dead good. bodies, he, it can't sustain the the dead body. A living, it's unconscious a body, thing. yeah, is going to be more permanent. Okay. So, and then that's when they put together, oh, fuck, Jenny was unconscious. She's probably possessed. Right. So they need to figure out how to unpossess
0: her. Mm-hmm. Um... And Dick Buffy goes to. There's a, okay, what about this weird little like scene where um, Xander and um, Cordelia kind of start to bicker? What about it? S- like, say, say your thoughts. It's just kind of like shot weird. It's very like '90s sitcom to me. Okay. Like their delivery is kind of odd, and like nothing really is like connecting and then all of a sudden it's escalating to like willow just being yeah
1: i think that moment was less about cordelia and xander and i think it was more about willow i think that was a moment of of some character growth for willow in seeing they're just arguing it's useless it's slowing everything down yeah and she basically we see her she says a cuss word she says hell she says, if you guys can't work together, H-E- then get the hell out of my all library.
0: Double hockey sticks.
1: Yeah. Um, so I would argue that the moment is less about them and more about Willow and Willow's reaction to it.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, it I kind of do odd. agree that the argument just is a little bit Maybe even sitcom-y. just how it's shot. I don't yeah. know. Just like how it's like just kind of panning back there, and forth. Very like up in each other's faces, faces which yeah. is not
1: necessarily a realistic way that people argue, yeah. Um, it, 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 but it is how people argue on TV, I guess. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Um, Buffy goes to Giles's house, um, where Igon has revealed <laughs> itself to, to Giles in Jenny's mm-hmm. form. He's beating the shit out of Giles. Buffy arrives to rescue him. She kicks Jenny in the face. <laughs> she kicks Igon in the face. But
0: she's like, this is some, what do you call it, Force perspective? I think so, probably. Yeah, where like she's the definitely kid. like five feet away from her, but it looks like she's like only three feet away from her. Mm. But they're kind of in different lighting, so you can tell that they don't, that they're not like anywhere near each other. Yeah. Right? And then we definitely get, um,
1: Jenny's stunt double when she does that flip over the couch and right. then the, the jump through the window. There's no way that was Robbie <laughs> um, so,
0: so Luckily, there's like a pretty heavy prosthetic on her after a point. So oh, he yeah. sort of stunts. It's like, well... Yeah. Um, so
1: this is where Giles kind of fills, um, fills Buffy in. Right. You he catches her up
0: to speed. Yeah, he... Uh, you know,
1: without going, like, into the de- detailed details.
0: The Meanwhile, stuffy... they found a picture... Of, Xander found a yeah, picture of, of him yeah. in high school, and he, it's probably a real one. Yeah, end, it like, definitely is.
1: Yeah, we find out that... You know, it's interesting. Earlier in the episode, they were talking... They were speculating about Giles as a teenager. Yeah. And they were saying, like... Buffy has this line where she's like, he probably sat in math class thinking there could be more math. Like Xander's, like
0: he was upset that there were only twelve grades. Yeah,
1: um, and we find out that that is so not the case. He was he dropped out. He was a bad boy. He resented his yeah. his uh, watcherness. Yeah, and he fell in with Ethan and this crowd, and they basically took to summoning a demon to possess them as a way of getting high.
0: Right. Which is, Dark, like that's really fucking dark, and yeah. then one of their friends essentially overdosed. Like, well, they had to exorcise the demon from him, and the exorcism killed him, yeah. So, or the demon killed him at that point, so yeah. They and they're forced all the demon's hand, which in turn killed him. yeah. And so they're it's all their fault.
1: absolutely, several, and they're all marked with this mark of this demon, and he's come back for them. So, Buffy goes to. Ethan's costume shop. Right. And there's something there
0: that we need to talk about. Because I hear a noise. Oh. What is it? Is that... It can't be. It's it's the gaydar. It's the gaydar. You know what that means. It's time for my gay agenda. And it's, it's these sexy mannequins. Oh
1: my god. This mannequin... Has the biggest fucking bulge of well, all mannequins. and
0: there's kind of this like reveal, right? Like where, as it switches scenes, really, like yeah. abruptly. And so, like for a split second, you're like, "What the fuck? Is this a person?" And no, it's not. But it's kind of that, like, <gasps> oh, okay, it's it's just a mannequin. It's just it's just a very sexy mannequin, yeah, like an eight pack. Yeah, and you
1: can't see its butt, but you know it's got two ripe little melons. And there's back lots there. of
0: them. Uh, a teacher in high school of mine told a story about they had a bunch of really nice mannequins for like some of their costumes and shit Mm -hmm. and uh, it's like a theater teacher yeah and they uh, (laughs) they they had all of the the mannequins like in a closet and I think like people would like go in there to get things occasionally and it would just be like oh my god it looked like like (laughs) like you know kids were naked like (laughs) So, my gay agenda is actually a
1: recycling one.
0: Oh? How?
1: Um, But it's Ethan and Giles again. Oh. Uh, Remember how I said they have a kiss And I created that gay vocab? A kiss Oh, yeah. Kissing history. Add add that to the record. Um, I just... I firmly believe... And listen, listeners, I don't have the text to support it. But I firmly believe that Ethan is in love with Giles. I don't think Giles reciprocates, but I think Ethan wants to go to Bone Town just (laughs) like Jenny, just like Igon. This is the episode where everyone wants to fuck Giles. If this were were a Friends episode, it'd be called The One Where Everyone Wants to Fuck Giles.
0: Yeah, and honestly, like, Giles kind of has even that moment where you see him, like, not being so, like, stuck up for once because he's drunk but messy he hair. has like messy hair his glasses aren't on his shirt's unbuttoned like even though it's kind of like sad it's also like there's like moments where you're like hold up okay okay I'm adding another gay agenda
1: what because I, I just need to say it add me to the list I'd fuck Giles
0: I think Giles is do you think so that they attractive. dress him down in the same way that they dress down Willow yes they put because him... I'm still maybe not seeing it all the time. This is the first time that I've really... it. I, I, th-
1: yeah, I think they, I think this is the first time we see sexy Giles. Okay. I think Giles, and Anthony Head is a good looking man. <laughs> and he has just aged like a fine wine. I'm sorry for being so horny on this episode, you guys. <laughs> 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 With my ferocious air humping and. Uh, my enthusiastic, my enthusiastic air humping. Nope. You know what? I'm owning it. It was ferocious. There you go. Um. All right. So that's the gay agenda. Uh, um, Giles, would you teach? I'm Tyler, would you teach me
0: not, some gay vocab? That was like a, a really interesting Freudian penis. Yeah, we're just gonna Freudian
1: penis. <laughs> we're just gonna move past it and uh, <laughs> teach me something gay.
0: Okay, so for today's gay okay. vocab uh this is more of a phrase okay um and it doesn't originate I mean like some of the words we discussed doesn't necessarily like originate from RuPaul's mm-hmm. Drag Race um but I'll, I'll go into detail as to how it gets there um, it's the phrase how's your head okay um Giles says it to Jenny after she gets knocked out yeah and uh Hosted by the demon. Yep, is that what you say? I, uh, it...
1: I you could okay. possessed.
0: Possessed. There we go. But um, she gets possessed by the demon, and he asks her, "How's your head?" And the this joke, this bit, this phrase, the correct response would be, "Well, I haven't had any complaints." <laughs> uh, and that originally comes from Elvira and her her Mistress of Darkness mm-hmm. movie. Um, but it, I mean that whole movie is like you know, just like sexual innuendo left and right. She's a very sexual character. she got big old boobies yep, yeah. like um kind of
1: like Xander did in Reptile Boy
0: right 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but she's an icon, right and I think it's fun that she's like a spooky icon, yeah because like I mean it's puffy. um she's very vampiric. Uh, but eventually, um, Elvira has been a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race, and that this joke is the bit that RuPaul uses to introduce her whenever she's on the judges panel. Uh, the Elvira, how's your head? And she's like, Well, I haven't had any complaints. <laughs> and they just do that bit to introduce her and to start that kind of conversation. And um, eventually, that joke has trickled through to the contestants and infamously RuPaul delivers that joke to Miss Fame during during the judging panel and she doesn't get it and and during I think it's season 7 you know she has like multiple chances to 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 get that joke right like they keep batting it to her hoping yeah. she'll get it and, but they're always they always give it to her in a moment whenever like she's really getting in the like psychological aspect uh, of the game. <laughs> and like that's kind of the implication, I think, is that like, you know, you're you're in your head, you're that kind of thing. Yeah. But the jokes punchline is not there, like and she didn't pick it up at all. Oh. And
1: They're uh that for her.
0: Yeah. Um, but uh also eventually like queens have, you know, been thrown that thrown that set up and you know hit the ball out of the park the one that comes to mind is uh, Bob the drag queen in in a really important runway challenge uh, RuPaul threw that comment at her and uh, I think it was a com it was a challenge where she didn't wear a wig mm-hmm. so the, jo- the joke was on like her her head her bald head mm-hmm. um, and she said I hadn't had any complaints or whatever and uh, yeah just a, a really nice joke, especially like after like a concussion or something like that, yeah. like the whole like blunt force trauma. I feel like we can get some more use out of this with like Giles getting knocked out if that's a recurring theme. Yeah. Um. So it's a it's a good response after like a blunt force trauma kind of moment, or after like a psychological war, psychological warfare kind of moment. Okay. There was a couple of others. Um, notable mention goes to whenever. Um, willow is in on saturday in the computer lab uh-huh. and buffy's worried right about giles because he was drinking because he was drinking and she says was he drinking she's something like was he drinking tea or yeah.
1: something she's or she's it's very like the implication is very clear he was drinking alcohol and willow's like no
0: certainly it was tea <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so i mean no tea no shade no pink lemonade it's a very gay episode. Yes, it was a very gay episode. So that's what happens when your ex boyfriend, whenever who you're throwing shade, when it comes to town. Right. Whenever you're throwing shade, uh, you're telling the truth. Right. The tea. So. So tea is the same as shade. Essentially, they're 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 associated. Okay. Um, I thought
1: tea was more like, like shade was just kind of like you could also sip on the someone, tea, right? And
0: tea was more like gossip. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, do you want to sip on this tea? Like, I'm inviting you to to gossip, right? Mm-hmm. Or I've got some tea for you. Okay. Like, it's kind of like a, a precursor. Gotcha. Um, but this tea could also be like hot tea, right? Mm-hmm. Or so this could be, gas. or this could be stale tea. That's uh. like old news. Um, or uh, I mean, like, you you could probably twist it a variety of ways, but those are the ones that come to mind. So we got a lot of gay vocab in this episode. Yeah, thank you Um, for that. There were just a lot of moments I was like, "Oh, we can use this and this and this." (laughs) We had to. uh, We're gonna like run out of words in like a week and a half. So,
1: (laughs) all right. So, um, getting back into the episode, we're in the costume shop with the sexy mannequin. Yeah. And uh, Ethan is knocked out by Buffy, Um, Mm. and I really, honestly, it's a. I hesitate to even call it a stunt, but it's just like it just doesn't look very good. He hits her with, like, a big, like, something like, a club or something, but he, it clearly connects with her back instead of, like, her head. I just don't think it looks very good. Um, mm. but when she comes to, he's got her strapped to a table. Right. He's tattooing the mark of Igon onto her.
0: The back of her neck.
1: The back of her neck. And burns his off with acid.
0: Am to... I wrong in saying that? many Buffy fans have that tattoo
1: you know I don't think so actually if you
0: have that tattoo like let us know yeah send us a picture yeah I, I feel like th- that's probably a fandom thing
1: I feel like the more popular Buffy tattoo oh. is Angel's tattoo okay but I don't know maybe does
0: maybe Buffy gets rid of this yeah we never never it. she talks again. about she talks about wine, having it removed re- yeah it yeah.
1: does not come up again we've talked about it obviously when he was on but Jason has Angel's tattoo right 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 um so um Buffy manages to free herself mm-hmm. um and that's just when, barely
0: on like a little tiny screw yeah
1: I got, that's when Igon appears uh bringing his own mood lighting right uh, green. maybe that should have been my gay agenda Mr. Yeah. Drama Queen Igon okay with mood lighting yeah Buffy and Igon fight. Um at this point Buffy has... Igon
0: has these like big blue eyes now.
1: Yeah. The the, it's the like a kind fully of fully evolved demonic form. face has totally emerged. Mm-hmm. Um Willow has come up with an idea which we find out he... this is where we find out what it is. They went and got Angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angel comes in, attacks Igon. Mm-hmm. Uh basically it's like strangling her um and right. which causes her to flee i or jenny's body and into angels as who
0: is the nearest dead one we body. have another 90s effect um it's, it's more like nuanced this, than season 1 again this jekyll and hyde type thing yeah, yeah. where it's just like fast forward kind of like going flip, flipping between like you know distorted forms of angel's face and igon yeah and just really just Uh, it was kind of cool, but, I mean, still dated. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um,
1: I think it's one of the better
0: effects we've seen. Also, they didn't, I mean, they clearly used all of their effects budget on that thing right there. Because there was a moment when Igon, uh, through Jenny Calendar, uh, basically, like, force pushes Buffy out of the way. And there's no effect. I thought that was lame. She also, um, I, it's really subtle. I only
1: noticed it this time. She also like telekinetically opens the door to the shop.
0: Oh, there's no like reach for the handle. Yeah, or yeah. She's
1: standing with her hands completely at her side, and the door just opens, oh, which so is actually mean, really,
0: I think, kind of cool. That's it's... cool, but like it would be cooler and it'd read more if the door was like a slow. Yeah, open.
1: yeah. It happens quick. I had never yeah. really
0: noticed it before. Um, so the
1: demon and angel and Igon fight it out, and angel emerges victorious. Um, Igon is expelled, presumably killed. Um, no, it doesn't really say like one way or the other, but yeah, they, um, the day is saved. And, uh, what's his name? Gets away. Ethan, Ethan. gets away, which actually I, I think this is the part where Buffy said she wanted to punch him till he bled. I, I attributed that earlier to his earlier escape, but, uh, I don't remember. uh, it was one of them. Yeah. Ethan is very good at getting away. Um so here we get this final scene um back at
0: the school. Oh, you know what, before we go on? Oh yeah. Before we because uh I remember, I guess like with Ethan's character, the thing that I said in the episode was like, wait a minute, is it Rupert or the Ripper? Yeah. It's and I feel like in their accent, since they sound so similar, that it was like a play on words. Yeah, maybe. Well, even... You know, I, we were talking about that with the
1: accents, but even when Jenny said it... Like Ruber, the Ripper? It was it was hard to distinguish which do one... Do we learn more sometimes. about this later? Like, what do you... Like, the origin like, of it? Yeah, why? No, it's just a badass nickname. It? I don't think it has... It doesn't have any special meaning. It's just Ripper. Lame. Which is why
0: I like the pet where... Well, especially because, um, like, there's, like, some maybe mythology with that. Jack but... the Ripper? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh maybe that's where they got it from.
0: I do like the bit where um Cordelia he it's a calls a very newer, British thing. Um, I don't, it just makes sense. Uh, he
1: calls Ethan calls him ripper. Cordelia's like, "Why do you call him ripper?" And basically Giles just like grabs him and is like really intense and threatening him and Cordelia goes, "Oh, that's why." Oh. <laughs> um So back at the school, um Jenny. Giles tries to get Jenny's attention on the stairs. Yeah, and he's been trying to call her. Um, she pulled her phone out of the wall too. Yeah, she's been she's really shaken up by this experience, which is reasonable. She did get choked. Yeah, at no, the very least. I'm like, I am totally like pro Jenny here, and and I think Giles is too. He doesn't push it. He yeah. he respects that she had something really really traumatic happen to her, and it was kind of his fault. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, it wasn't on purpose, but I, you know, I think everyone recognizes that it's just a bad situation. um, And she needs some space and some time, which he gives her, which is just really mature. So the episode ends on this really, really nice moment between um, Buffy and Giles. Mm -hmm. Um, Buffy, you know, she, she talks to him about how, you know, she's learned a little bit more about him. She's seeing him a little bit more as a person instead of just, you know, her watcher. And um, they have a little bit in common, which is weird. This is a cheesy But it's bullying. nice. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Um, it and then she's
0: cheesy. I like it.
1: It's sweet.
0: I don't. Why don't you like it? I was, it was just like... They had this whole like big adventure, and then like they try to I don't know, just like eh, maybe the, the the moral is implied. It feels a little like heavy handed to her. Be like, I don't know.
1: I I don't think it it is. I yeah. I think it's less about a moral and more about these two people understanding each other a little more. Mm-hmm. Which okay. that's that's where I view it from. Yeah. Um. And then she gives him, she allows him to take a dig at her music, um, which makes him feel marginally the better. The first joke of the episode is the last part yeah. of the episode. That's good for him. It's cute. Uh, so that's it. That's, uh, that is the Dark Age. So I, I don't have a lot else to say. Um, obviously, it's a super Giles-centric episode. Mm-hmm. Is the most we've gotten to spend with Giles and learn about him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it's fine. I don't think it's the best episode. We,
0: it's, we learned some. There's still a lot of questions. Yeah. You know he didn't completely tell her everything. Oh, but she's got an idea now. Yeah. I um, feel like more, like, like, Ethan got away. Yeah. So, like, that's still, like, up in the air. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know what I mean? Did you, um... Did
1: you have any other thoughts about this episode you wanted Um, to
0: share? Um, the music... Was... Let's see... Oh, in the hospital parking lot? Did I talk about that? You have not. Um, in the hospital parking lot... There's this, like, underscore... And it's just this, like... Motive. This theme is really suspenseful. And it sounds like... Making Christmas from... Uh uh nightmare before christmas okay or maybe like the dse ray or something but it's like it's just that over and over and then it like keeps getting higher and higher and yeah. like sequencing up and up and up and up and it gets really tense and i just thought it was weird because it sounded like that cool and i'm in a particularly nightmare before christmas mood it's <laughs> like currently while recording this we're just in that time period between Halloween, yeah, and Christmas, and I feel like that's the perfect time for that. I mean, we've already talked about like unintentional Christmas movies. We talked about Die Hard, obviously. Yeah. The other one that I think goes into that pile is um, Rent. Oh
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's my like my that's how that's how I get festive. Those are my three holiday movies. Cool.
1: All right. Um So yeah, I think this is a fine episode. I think it is. I give it. Three out of five possessed computer techno-pagan teachers.
0: Hmm. I also give it three out of five unintentional Christmas movies.
1: Okay. Very nice. Alright, shall we make any predictions?
0: Um, like I said, uh, Giles' backstory is still kind of up in the air, especially with Ethan gone mm-hmm. um, so that'll probably come back in a few episodes um, maybe the next one who knows um, mm-hmm. I feel like we still got a lot more in this season so yeah. maybe not um, like I said the Sunset Club members are still on the run so maybe like Ethan and the Sunset Club will like no. somehow coincide um, who else is still up in the air any, any other like new people I don't know oh you know what uh, I watched a new vampire show recently okay it's like uh, what we do in the dark or, or uh, well, what we do in the shadows what mm-hmm. we do in the shadows yeah So good. I've not seen that yet you but I've heard it's really good you should watch it it's yeah. very it's a mockumentary about right. like the it's Adams Family based on a movie really yeah okay. it's uh, Taika Waititi who's mm-hmm. um, a he's the uh, dude who's playing
1: uh, Hitler in that new movie yeah Jojo mm-hmm. Rabbit and he directed for Ragnarok okay um, he's real good Um, so before we go into your specific predictions for next episode, Mm. I want to mention your prediction for this one. Which was? One of which, so one of your predictions was that there was going to be a blackout. So, uh...
0: (laughs) Because the title of this episode is The Darkest. Yes.
1: But your other prediction, while specifically wrong, was conceptually on the right track. You, you predicted this was going to be an Angel episode, and the title the dark age was referring to getting flashbacks to his troubled past okay so right idea wrong character yeah so and there were there were not really flashbacks we had a couple minor
0: ones but like there was like flash picture you saw flashbacks for the demon yeah that's more like dreams nightmares right but um, but the idea of just like this dark past that's kind of a secured. theme like over episodes it's like nightmares yeah. like i don't know i feel like buffy's had them buffy's like, had them. well so there's a
1: line in this episode where giles ethan says to giles like i know you've been having the nightmares right. about igon which is kind of a um the, one of the first things that giles says to buffy back in mm-hmm. the very first episode yeah was you've been having the dreams the like slayer right dreams so mm-hmm. Um, all right. So the next episode is called what's my line part one. Oh my
0: God. Is it going to be like a musical episode or like a, uh, like school play or like, or like actor's nightmare kind of thing. Okay. Do you know what that means?
1: Um, like the sort of nightmares you have as an actor where like you haven't rehearsed the play or like you don't know your lines. Yes, yes, I know that. Nightmare. Or like you're you're, <laughs> you're
0: transplanted into a play uh-huh. where you've just you don't even know anything about it. The the reference is to the play Actors' right. Nightmare. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm familiar with that. Which is like completely absurd and like yeah. I forget who it's by. Is it like uh, fucking absurdism? Let's go. Let's. I don't even know. Uh-huh. But yeah. Thank you for joining us
1: on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with What's My Line, part one.
0: I'm Tyler. <laughs> well, yeah, you can find me on uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that shit, on TGDipold. That's D-I-P-P-O-L-D. And I am Harrison.
1: You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. That's C-O-F-F-M-A-N.
0: You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy. So uh, make sure you let us know about... What was it again? The Igon tattoo. The Mark Mark oh, yeah. Mark. If you have an Igon tattoo, like, we want to see it. Yeah. And Especially if
1: it's on your butt. Sorry. That's
0: not where Buffy got it, so... Nope. Everybody else is on their arm, right? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Well, yeah. Let us know. Yep. Can they email us? Yeah, at Booze and Buffy at gmail.com uh, you can also
1: find us on YouTube I'm going to release a short video with every, with every episode called Spoiler Corner with Harrison he just can't contain um, himself I can't I will talk about all the foreshadowing and spoilers that I can't talk about on the podcast also please 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 subscribe rate and review us on iTunes or Wherever Google Play you get your or Spotify or iHeartRadio or Stitcher or TuneIn or the devil's butthole Deezer. Deezer. That's like a European Deezer book. nuts.
0: Each week, we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. This week, we'd like to highlight the Center for Disaster Philanthropy's 2019 California Wildfires Recovery Fund. Fast moving wildfires are threatening lives, businesses, schools, homes, and agriculture. The Center for Disaster Philanthropy, or CDP, is actively monitoring their impact. Particularly after California has experienced the deadliest and most destructive wildfires in its history over the last two years. As of October 24th, there have been at least 5,819 fire incidents in California, burning more than 162,693 acres. Wow. There have been 290 structures damaged and three fatalities. In response to these wildfires, the Center for Disaster Philanthropy has launched the CDP 2019 California Wildfires Recovery Fund. For more information, visit disasterphilanthropy.org.
1: Well, that's a bit of a bummer.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know.
1: Um, so, on that note, go <laughs> slay.
0: And be, save wildfires. Yeah. And be gay. Be gay fireman. Yeah, Ooh. like like the village people. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't I don't know what's wrong with me. Bye.